1: Happy Friday. Yes. Liz is not with us today. She's in Florida.
0: Yes. I'm enjoying the sunshine mm-hmm. and probably going to be jealous. at the pool with my child and the playground and just hanging out.
1: You know what I realized? And like, I'm not complaining about having children. I love my children. But vacation with small children is not vacation. It's basically like taking care of your children in another location. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> this is this is Marcus's first time flying. And oh, he's gonna because he's like a Marcus is a nonstop child. Mm-hmm. He like can't be contained. Yeah,
0: so we're gonna pray for the best. Um, hope <laughs> we're probably gonna expect the worst, but pray for the best. Hope for the best. So we're bringing all the snacks. We're bringing the iPad. But you know, it's like this trip. Art and I are already like well. We can't take an Uber to the airport because we got to bring the stroller and we got to bring the car seat and all the things. Mm -hmm. And then we got to rent a car there, which is totally fine. We would do that anyway. But yeah, it should be interesting. And then it'll be my two brothers, my sister from Denmark and my dad. So both of my brothers have two children who are six and eight, I think, five and seven, something like that. And my sister from Denmark is bringing one of her kids who's in college. So it should be interesting today, Friday, the day that this airs, they're all going to Disney and we are going to enjoy a day at the pool. That'll be fun. Because I have no interest in paying $1,000 to go to Disney and have a toddler meltdown all day long. That sounds miserable.
1: He's too young to like really appreciate it.
0: Yes. And my point to my brothers was he likes playing with older children. And so Mm -hmm. what I envision happening is they can do all these rides and things that he can't because he's too Mm -hmm. small. He would just be upset and I don't blame him. Right. So where we're staying, they have like a little kitty area. They've got, you know, playground, splash pad, all this stuff. Um, And plus there's other things like we could do Legoland. We can go to the zoo, the science center. So I was like, you guys go to Disney, have fun. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll, spend enough time with the family art and i are also like we can hang with the fam for a couple days but we also like our own space too
1: totally totally understand that yeah we uh it's fun to take vacations though i was reading someone else's post the other day about like Children love, like Carson still talks about Michigan when we went to Michigan for Mm -hmm. 4th of July. He talks about like Florida and like, so he, they remember that stuff and they love it and they love pools. Carson loves the beach. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, I'm excited. We're going in February to Arizona for a wedding. Um, and we're making like a long weekend out of it. And then March, we have a trip with Nick's family to a beach, Fort Myers beach nice in Florida. So that'll be really fun. We're getting an Airbnb on the beach. So it'll be a lot of fun. So
0: We've been going a lot this year, and we don't have anything planned after this. My next stop is Nashville. I am determined by the spring. That is my timeline. Of really, let's get this down is new there. to me, guys. This is new to me. Well, my timeline is like, let's get down there, let's spend a week and explore the towns, not mm-hmm. to like sell and move right in the spring. But my timeline is kind of thinking in the spring if we can go down, we can start to browse around, see what the housing market is doing, um, and kind of see you know what those pockets are around the Nashville area because we want to be the outskirts. Let's
1: coordinate. Nick okay. Nick travels to Nashville frequently for work, yeah. so we can go together.
0: Because Becca and Nick are moving to Nashville too,
1: potentially <laughs> at some
0: point. So that's my like my my goal is like let's start saving for this. Let's really buckle down because mm-hmm. you guys. I don't know if you live in Illinois, but there's a lot of downfalls to living in Illinois.
1: <laughs> Illinois blows. <laughs> they have the worst tax well they don't have the worst taxes they have the one, one of the worst taxes in the states it's cold a lot mm-hmm. like it's starting to get cold and i'm like oh i forgot how much i hate this
0: everything is just very expensive here too so mm-hmm. for me i grew up in southern illinois and like your daycare cost private school cost just a lot of like where we live our house like if we moved in this house to tennessee our property taxes
1: are a tenth of what we would pay here oh my sit I shouldn't talk my sister's potentially moving and um she was looking at houses and taxes mm-hmm. North Carolina thirty five hundred dollars for the year yes you guys I'm not trying to like talk about money or anything like this our taxes are over twelve thousand dollars a year ours on our, our house
0: too. ours are too and here's the thing where we live we would not send Marcus to the school district here. It's not a good school district mm-hmm. in Bolingbroke. And so oh, yeah. we have a decent school district. Yeah. So you're, you're looking in that, but absolutely Ugh. he would not go to the schools here. And so we're looking at that obviously cause he's going to be in school age, you know, in a couple of years. And so mm-hmm. that's a big thing we want to get. T- Luckily we have friends and Beck and I have mutual friends that live in the Nashville area who are like, you know, let's talk about what are the priorities? Do you want the school district? Do you want land? Do you want like a nice community? Do you want to be close yeah. to the highway? What is all that? And so that's why I just want to go in the spring and, kind of start to you know explore go and visit these little pockets because like it's kind of like there he, here in chicago like we have different suburbs becca lives in one suburb I live in another there's a lot of different suburbs between us some of them you know are more kind of like um i don't know what i'm looking for here like very rich suburbs yes. in neighborhood right and then we both live in you live in a nicer suburb than i do i think overall
1: yeah, yeah. I think that like there's certain, like downtown Elgin's not great, Um, but I live in like South Elgin, which is a little bit of a nicer area. Um, And we live in a great subdivision. And that's the, hard- the hardest thing for me. And Liz deals with this too, because she has her mother-in-law. I have two, fa- I have my mom here and Nick's mom here. And they both watch our kids. Yeah they are in love with our children our children are in love with them and it's really really hard yeah. to want to move from that and so maybe as the kids get older like carson mm-hmm. at this age it would be really hard i think for him to move cuz he loves my, pa- my mom and his nick's mom yeah. and so like we just got to you know we got to evaluate but anyways the That's, good news is it's only like six hour drive, I so know. grandma and grandpa can come visit or they no. can also Listen, move. <laughs> I've been trying to put that seed in Nick's parents' thoughts because they also have, I mean, Nashville's not much closer to Bentonville, but Allie lives in Bentonville right now. And like, I've been trying to plant that seed in Nick's parents' ears because I think they would move before my parents would move um, to Nashville. So my parents want to move to Naples.
0: Yeah. yeah. Becca and I just every month, you know, transparently, we just keep looking at, the business income tax, our taxes. It's really
1: depressing, guys. Then
0: you're taxed on all of the other things that you buy. So you're basically getting like triple tax. And obviously, this is just the state of the world that we live in and, and everywhere. Absolutely. But Illinois is just, Illinois is it's a lot. It's a lot, guys. It's a lot. So, it's a lot. Anyways. That's
1: an update on our life. So
0: I am in Florida uh, <laughs> vacationing and flying I am back tomorrow. in so. cold
1: Chicago, but that's okay. Um, all right. So we need to talk today because I think that a lot of times people, when they go to make life changes, they think about these extremes. And we talk about this all the time. It's like this extreme, I need to change everything all at once. And it needs to be extreme. I need to give up everything. And then you get burned out. And we don't realize the impact and the power of your daily decisions. Mm -hmm. Because if you do everything all at once, really extreme, you get really burned out. And then you're like, screw it. I don't want to do anything healthy. And then you go the complete opposite direction versus realizing that in your day to day, guys, true change happens with every choice you make. Mm -hmm. It's not like you need to be told this meal plan you need to follow or this is what, you know, this workout exercise routine you have to do and you need someone to just give you all the answers. You're the one with the answers, guys. It's in your mind. It's in your head. You have to make the decisions daily. If you want to become a healthy person, this does not happen overnight with some extreme big plan. It happens with every choice of evaluating what you are doing that is moving you closer to your goals or further from your goals. And I told Liz when she told me the idea for today's podcast, I was like, this was me this morning. I ran out of, I'm like really bad this week with groceries. I'm running out of everything. Ran out of oatmeal. And so normally when I come to Liz's, I make eggs the night before and then I pack like oatmeal or I pack like maybe some frozen waffles and I didn't have either of those. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to grab coffee at Starbucks. Someone gave me a gift card. And so... I was like, I'm going to go to Starbucks. What carb can I get to replace the oatmeal? That's how I think when building my meals. I had the eggs. What carb can I get to kind of replace that? And then I have peanut butter I can add as a fat, just a little fin tip, add to building meals. That's how I think. So I was like, I really want their banana bread because it's delicious. And Liz and I love it. And I was like, I could replace that for my carbs. And I was like, no, maybe I'll do a bagel. And I was like, but bagels kind of are just like pure glucose. It's not really too nutrient dense. And it's going to be higher in carbs and denser. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get oatmeal. And it was literally a conversation in my mind of like, these unhealthier options are less optimal options for what I'm on the journey of right now, which is getting myself back to a place where I'm proud of myself. I'm happy with my body. I feel good postpartum not necessarily like bounce back weight wise, but like, I just want to feel good. And when I eat shitty, I don't feel good. And so it was literally a conversation and literally every decision we make around food and nutrition and our lifestyle guys is like that. Sometimes when you are in an unhealthy state, you have to start realizing it comes down to every freaking decision you make on a daily basis.
0: Absolutely. And it's so ironic because this morning I was just like craving something. It's been a week. It has been a week and I was just craving something. I was like, Oh, maybe I'll text Becca and we can like split banana bread. And I was like, no, that doesn't serve my goals just because I'm no longer in my cut. I'm back at maintenance. That doesn't serve my goals. I also know where she's at in her journey. So I didn't want to tempt her. So I was like, no, just get your coffee, come home, make your normal breakfast and move on. And I'm glad I did that because had I text her in that moment, you probably probably would have been
1: weak. I probably would have been <laughs> weak and I would have been like, yep, let's do it.
0: And here's what we do though, guys, with that one piece of banana bread, we split half of it. So we each get a quarter and we throw the other half and her husband gets really mad because we pay $4 <laughs> for, banana bread
1: for banana bread and then we don't even eat <laughs> all of it. And, it gets, and Nick asked me this morning on the way, when I talked to him on the way to uh, your house, he was like, did you get Starbucks? Because I said I had to stop and get gas. He's like, but did you get Starbucks? I was like, I had a gift card, Okay. <laughs> yeah, because we have both have really scaled back on Starbucks. Um, yes, because I don't know about anyone else out there, but having two children in daycare rapes me of money. <laughs> Absolutely rapes me of money. And I need to finally budget for the first time in my life because holy shit.
0: Yeah, I was actually going to send you a meme this morning. It's like, today was payday for us. And then you just see all of your money just going out. Here's the yes. mortgage. Here's the daycare. Here's you guys,
1: bill. <laughs> when I, what what we were talking about last night actually was like, imagine when they're not in daycare anymore we're going to get like $3,000 a month. Back. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like anyways. Oh
0: okay. So anyways, my point here that I was going to lead into was that it also doesn't have to be perfect every day either. And I think for a lot of people, this is where I was when I was overweight and I was working to make changes. You guys, I honestly looked at healthy people and was like, ew, they're <laughs> eating these nuts, these apples, celery, broccoli, Like plain bland chicken. I don't want to do that. That sounds gross. That doesn't sound enjoyable. Like, you don't have to, all of those foods are very nutrient dense. And yes, you should include them as part of uh, your diet. You can make them delicious. But make them delicious. Exactly. And just as we were texting with a client right before we started podcasting, it is not about the macros. It's not about never having some ice cream. It's about how do we balance this with everything else that we're choosing to have in our day. Part of what I'm just maybe making an assumption here, but part of your decision this morning too, is like you and Nick usually order out once a week. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like if I'm going to have a treat or I'm going to eat out and this is for convenience, I'm not going to choose that treat because I know tomorrow or tonight we're going to order in or we're going to go out and there's where I want to have my treat. And so it's kind of thinking about, you know, the big picture here too. And it's not about perfection, but it is about every day thinking, how am I going to nourish my body and work to become a healthier version of myself? Because becoming a healthy person doesn't happen in 12 weeks. If you join a 12-week challenge or you sign up for a Mm six-month coaching program or whatever it is that you're choosing to do, even if you're successful in that, you still have to choose to be healthy every single day following to maintain those results. I'll give you a perfect example for me. I am no longer in this cut phase. I'm still eating a lot of very similar foods because I want to maintain. I'm just eating a little bit more or adding a little bit more in to bring my carbs or my fats or whatever up. And so this is an ever evolving process too. And you're going to have many different seasons in your life where you need to continue to take an evaluation of, am I choosing to nourish my body daily for my longevity? At some point it doesn't even, you know, come down to your weight loss goals. Because hopefully, if you are choosing to be healthy every day, you've gotten to a place where you're happy, you're healthy, you're confident, you're comfortable, and now you can shift and focus on like what's next? Like maybe I want to push harder in the gym, maybe I want to, you know, chase after this goal, for example, like maybe a performance goal, or get better at an area in your life. But it all comes down to one thing when you're aiming to be healthy and that is to live a long healthy life, right? We're going after longevity because we've given our body the proper nutrients and we're minimizing or removing a lot of these highly processed chemical filled, fat filled, like sugar filled junk foods that cause dysfunction and disease in the body. And so that's what I want you to think about far beyond just the scale and weight loss goals. This is a nutrition podcast. We are here to help you make informed decisions. So every time you go out to eat, you go to Starbucks and you go to the drive-thru. Think about what Becca would do. She would order the oatmeal instead of ordering the pumpkin muffin or the banana bread.
1: The banana bread is so many calories. It's so sad. It's like 600 calories or something. I think it's over four. It's definitely over 400 calories and it's like 50 grams of carbs and like 20 grams of fat it's just it's a lot guys and it's delicious but it's really dense
0: i you know what i'm thinking of 600 calories is their pumpkin muffin because it's got that cream cheese icing Mm -hmm. on it yeah yeah
1: yeah. i think the banana bread's like 450 or 470 calories but you guys what i try to think about too when i make decisions like liz was saying when i go out to eat or something like that i don't think about it in that moment I think about it in the course of the week, in the course of the month. And this is what I think a lot of people do wrong. In the moment, banana bread from Starbucks, not a huge deal. It's calories. It's maybe not ideal calories, but it's a little bit more dense calories. But in the macro view of a week... Have you eaten more Halloween candy this week? Because there's still a bowl of it on your counter. Are you going out to eat that weekend? Like we had one of our clients text us today and she was like, hey, change of plans. I now have a happy hour today. I have two events this weekend. Both are at a beer garden, lunch with friends, and then another time with another group of friends. And I'm like, okay, we have a lot going on. In the moment of the happy hour, a couple drinks not a big deal. But we have two other events that da- that weekend where we might also have drinks. Now we've had 10 drinks by the end of the weekend. That's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so we have to start looking at the macro view. This is what we're doing during the Slay the Holidays Challenge. We are working with people on creating a holiday calendar to look at your whole holidays because at the end of the day, it's not just a day for most people. It's multiple events with lots of different people. Everyone wants you to have a drink with them. And so we have to look at what's worth it. Like This morning, The banana bread wasn't worth it because I'm probably going to go out to eat with my family tomorrow or something like that. And I might enjoy a glass of wine this weekend or two. And so I don't want to have all of these compounding things that don't like in the moment might not seem like a big deal. But this is how people slip. After a year, I've gained 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. How did it happen? Because all of the little decisions on a daily basis, we didn't look at the macro view. We didn't look at how it's impacting our whole week or a whole month. And we, we wake up and we're like, oh my God, I've drank every weekend for the past three months. And it's like, we don't ever think about those things because in the moment, it's not a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And so we don't make the right decisions in the moment. We have to take a step back and we have to look at the macro view of everything and see how it's going to impact us long term. And then you can feel confident with those decisions. I feel much less guilt, much less shame when I plan out my week and account for what I want to include and enjoy. I don't feel bad when I have that meal on Saturday night because I know. of the meals that week were awesome. I didn't overindulge in candy. I didn't have too much alcohol. Like that's when I don't feel bad. And that's how I truly cured kind of my relationship with food because I stopped looking at in the moment. And I started looking at macro views and planned for my enjoyments and planned for my quote unquote indulgences so that they didn't ruin me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think i we need to talk about how this changes in different seasons of life too, mm-hmm. because if you are in an intentional fat loss phase or cut phase, as we kind of call it, um, where your goal is to lose weight, then you need to be making a little bit different decisions than you would in a maintenance period or a gaining or massing phase. Not many of our clients are in massing phases. Very One few, of mine is and she's
1: crushing it. Is she? Yeah. I
0: love it. Um, I didn't I didn't do it properly. I will say that like when I was um, training for
1: the powerlifting meet, like part of me still was just like, I don't want to gain a bunch of weight. I did gain like three or four pounds. She's gained 10 pounds in like three months, but she, she, you can tell she looks awesome. Like she, her muscles are popping. Is she the one that lost a hundred pounds and then now she's going there? Yeah. 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 And she was tiny
0: though. She she got like
1: skinny. Yeah. Yeah. She could
0: definitely put on that weight and look good. Um, Like I even went back and looked at like my pictures from the powerlifting and I was like, I was just fluffy. Like she's going to go through a cut after this too.
1: So she's going to look like more shredded. And you have to do that.
0: Like Mm -hmm. even for me in that cut phase, one of the things I said to like my coach was like, I do think my legs are shaping differently because of all the training that I did for the powerlifting. You know, you built strength
1: before you cut.
0: Yeah. So anywho, uh, the decisions that you're going to make in those phases are very different. When you're in that fat loss phase, I'm sorry to tell you, you don't have much
1: wiggle room with no, some of these things. I don't go out to eat when I'm gonna, like when I'm planning after I'm done pumping and I do a true fat loss phase, I'm going to talk to Nick and be like, "Sorry, I'm going to be real boring for the next few months because yeah. it's intentional.
0: Yeah. I mean, I definitely think you can have refeeds here or there. Before we went on vacation, so we were in that for seven weeks. I think we went out twice, once for my birthday and one other time, I think, for tacos. It was a really nice day out. And I had refeed days on those days, so that was fine. Yeah, sushi and tacos. Um, God, I love both of those. But anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you guys ever want to get, Becca or myself, like gift cards, sushi, tacos. Starbucks. Starbucks. Yes. And I mean, you guys like pub food and stuff like that too. Mm -hmm. But um, anyways, your decisions are going to change. But at the end of the day, here's what I would ask you to evaluate. Does this decision serve my goals in this moment? Is this food that I am choosing to consume serving my goal of longevity and being healthy? Or am I constantly going out for these events and choosing the fried foods because the cheese curds sound good, right? Listen, cheese curds are delicious, but they also are not good for you.
1: Okay. And they always sound good, guys. Yeah. Like, you got to sometimes make a different decision. Just because something sounds good doesn't mean you have to eat it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. When you're pregnant, when you're in a postpartum, your decisions are going to change. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to choose certain foods because there's higher risk there. Maybe you're choosing other foods because you can't stomach protein. So you're choosing
1: more carbs. Absolutely. You got to go with the flow during pregnancy and postpartum, guys. Like, pregnancy has all different kinds of weird... I didn't give into cravings because like, I'm sorry, I, I just really didn't want to have like an unhealthy pregnancy. And I didn't want to dig myself into a deeper hole postpartum. That's just kind of how I thought with things. Um, I definitely did it different with Carson. I ate a bunch of shit because I was like, I'm pregnant and this is pregnancy. With my second and my third, I was like, no, screw that. I want to have a healthy pregnancy and I don't want to have a horrible postpartum that I have to deal with. So that's just kind of how I function. But I also wanted to nourish a healthy baby. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of the baby's development and gut development and all of that has to do with what I'm eating, not with what they get. Because what they get is my breast milk or formula. And so that's kind of, you know, how I looked at it. And during that phase... I was not as strict because there were a lot of emotions. There's a lot of hormones flowing Mm -hmm. during pregnancy and immediately postpartum. And so I didn't need to put more stress or more pressure on myself to be perfect. I didn't track, I didn't weigh food during that time. I went off of what I know about food and portion sizes and what I thought my body needed and foods that help with breast milk production and all of those things. And that's how I ate. And in the past two weeks, so I'm now. 11 weeks postpartum. Yeah, I'm now 11 weeks postpartum. I've just started tracking it in the past couple weeks because I was like, you know what? I want to make sure that I'm getting not only enough, but the right foods and I'm not eating too much either.
0: Yeah, Yeah, well, you're also breastfeeding, so you Mm -hmm. need to support your milk supply. And so there's also different foods that she's consuming right now to support breast milk supply. So the decisions do change over time. It's an ever-evolving process, but here's what I want to leave you with today. You should be choosing and making good decisions for yourself, not for anybody else. And it should come down to one thing. I choose to make time for myself. I choose to make these decisions to fuel my body with good nutrient-dense foods because I value myself. And you should value yourself. And that's all I want you to think about today. It's like, when I'm making the decisions, am I showing myself that I value myself, that my goals matter enough for me to make a nutrient dense choice rather than give into the cravings for that instant gratification. Because the longer that we give into these instant gratification cravings, we just follow like intuitive eating and what sounds good, the longer you're going to prolong getting to where you want to be with your health. And I'm not talking about weight loss. I'm talking about your mental health, your emotional health, because you've built this confidence. You've shown yourself that you can do hard things and you've shown yourself that you value yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is. I will say, since I started tracking again, and since I've started really honing in things, I'm so much happier. I'm pa- I'm prouder of myself. I have more confidence. I feel like I'm like committed and passionate about something, and like on a mission. And it just gives me so much it's so much joy every day. Versus kind of just like floundering, and that's what postpartum is, to be honest. Like for the first few weeks, at least, I'm like. Just head above water. Just keep the head above water. But now that I'm like really in it, I have so much more energy from it too. I'm just like everything changes for the better for me when I start really honing things in. And I don't look at as look at it as restricting. I don't look at it as dieting. I look at it as no, I want to take care of myself and I want to feel the best freaking way that I can and I want to have an amazing life. And to do that, I got to put in the work. That doesn't just come, guys. You don't get amazing with just luck. You get amazing from effing hard work. And I'm reading that book, Relentless, right now. Mm -hmm. Gives me chills. So good. I mean, like, as always, Michael Jordan is a goat. Mm -hmm. The goat. And he will be always the greatest Mm -hmm. ever because Mm -hmm. he's a fucking killer. Yeah, And that's how I look at myself. I mean, like, I want my kids to see me as being, you know, relentless in what I want for myself. And have that as a role model.
0: And they will because you put in the reps. And that's Mm -hmm. what he talks about in that book. Like, he put in the reps. He showed up. He stayed late right? Showed up early, stayed late, went to practice. He didn't
1: get emotional about things. That is the one thing that they talk about in that book more than I think anything is there's different types of people and like they call them closers, like the really like, you know, the unmatchable type Mm -hmm. people because there's greats, but then there's unstoppables too. And the unstoppables, Michael Jordan, Dwayne Wade, Charles Barkley, he talked about, he worked with obviously basketball players. Um, He talks about how when other people like get emotional before games and hyped up and like get your, you know, that kind of thing. He's like, the people that really are amazing, they stay quiet because they know they've put in the work. They don't let the emotions get to them, they don't let other people influence them because they know their greatness.
0: Well, and sometimes those emotions can skew you Mm -hmm. and throw you, throw your game off for sure. Absolutely. You know, because you get into your head about things. And so I'm sure for Michael Jordan, with all of the hard work that he put in, he had probably some mantras that he would just go through his head, like just do the same same thing that you do behind the scenes because you know you can make that shot.
1: But if you get emotional
0: about it, you get nervous, right? That's when you start making mistakes.
1: The biggest, like the one quote that they say all the time in the book is don't think. Mm -hmm. Don't think, just do.
0: So- Let's end it up. Let's end it with that. Don't think, just do, make the choice. Don't think and let yourself rationalize your way into the decision that you know is not the right one for you. Just do it. Just make the pr- right decision and nourish your body with the foods that you know make you feel good. And don't let any of those other you know, thoughts come through that are gonna try to skew you and they're gonna try to let, you, know, you deserve this. You've worked hard this week. There's so many stories that go on in our mind, right? take control of those things. Don't give them energy. So don't think, just do. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.